RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. The trial begins for Cardinal Joseph Zen and five others relating to a fund set up to help protesters in 2019. The High Court orders the confiscation of about $70 million from a fundraising platform linked to the extradition bill protests. And a mountaineering coach warns inexperienced climbers to stay away from the Nissan stream in North Lantau. The trial has started of Cardinal Joseph Zen and five other people over their alleged roles in a now-defunct fund set up to pay the legal and medical fees of anti-government protesters. The charge the six face is punishable by a maximum fine of $10,000. Vanessa Cheng reports. Cardinal Zen, former legislators Margaret M and Seat Ho, cancel pop singer Denise Ho, cultural studies scholar Her Po Kung and Si Cheng Wee have pleaded not guilty to failing to properly register the 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund as a society. Prosecutors told West Kowloon Court that between June 2019 and October 2021, the fund attracted some $270 million in donations. They alleged that it had a political purpose and that some of the money donated was used to pay for sound equipment at rallies and to sponsor students to travel abroad for political lobbying. Prosecutors claimed that while abroad, the students called for sanctions against Hong Kong and mainland officials, actions that were later outlawed by the national security law. The High Court has issued an order for police to confiscate about $70 million in assets from a fundraising platform linked to the protests against the now-shelved extradition bill. Sean Kennedy has more. Superintendent Chao Cheng Yao from the Financial Intelligence and Investigation Bureau told the media that organisers of the platform had called for donations via different social media, saying the funding would be used on rallies or to support protesters. Mr Chow said the platform had collected more than $80 million between June and November 2019 and the funds had been deposited in a private company's bank account. He alleged that some of this money had been used for purposes other than claimed by the platform organisers. However, he said he could not disclose details of the transactions or the court's reasons for issuing the confiscation order. He said arrest warrants were issued for three men and one woman. He said one had been charged with money laundering and another was under investigation, while the other two left Hong Kong in October 2020 and March 2021. Health officials have reported 4,034 new COVID cases, including 188 imported infections. More than 2,000 patients are being treated in public hospitals, 15 of them in intensive care. Twelve more patients with COVID have died. The Prince of Wales Hospital says two staff members from its intensive care unit were diagnosed with COVID-19 last Friday and contact tracing revealed 16 more of their colleagues also tested positive for COVID. It's still investigating the source of the infections. It added that all the patients and other employees at the intensive care unit had tested negative. No patients had been named as close contacts and services at the unit were not affected. Two lawmakers have tested positive for COVID-19. Letco Secretariat said the last times Chow Man Kwong and Wendy Hong were at their offices in Citic Tower in Admiralty were on Friday and Saturday. They'd kept their masks on during their brief stays and are now self-isolating at home. Staff members at their offices have tested negative using rapid antigen tests today. Separately, a staff member at New People's Party lawmaker Regina Yip's office has also tested positive using a rapid test. He last visited the LegCo building on Friday. 
A mountaineering coach has warned that the Naysan stream in North Lantau is not suitable for inexperienced hikers, calling it one of the most dangerous climbs in Hong Kong. The warning from Sunny Leung from the Mountaineering Council came a day after a hiker, understood to be jewellery company owner Ken Lowe, fell 100 metres at a section of the stream known as Sky Cliff. Here's Mr Leung. This is the most dangerous in Hong Kong because it's a very slippery, because beside have a sun stream, especially in the summer, they have a lot of water to come from the side of the rock. At the same time, the vertical climbing is very slippery. It's not easy to climb up. Maybe you have some climbing technique and safety equipment. For example, for hammers, harness, they know how to belay off the people climbing up. The people thinking this looks like a normal hiking, but this is a totally different story. To the weather forecast, fine tonight but mainly cloudy with one or two showers tomorrow. Some sunny periods with temperatures in the region of 27 to 32 degrees. Currently 29 degrees, humidity 74%. You're listening to RTHK. The time's exactly five minutes past 11. Travellers arriving in Hong Kong are now heading straight to their homes or hotels instead of designated quarantine hotels. That's after a new zero plus three arrangement took effect today. As Kelly Yu reports. The new measure only requires new arrivals to undergo three days of so-called medical surveillance, during which they are banned from venues that actively check the vaccine pass, such as restaurants and bars. The first travelers to touch down at the airports on Monday morning were mostly residents returning home or to work, or coming to Hong Kong to visit their families. Some of them told RTHK that it took them only around 30 minutes to complete the clearance process, saying a previous move by the government to drop the requirement for passengers to wait for PCR test results on arrival had saved a lot of time. One woman who flew in from Singapore, Victoria, also welcomed the administration's decision to scrap the need for proof of a negative PCR test before departure. She said the new pre-flight rapid test requirement is way more convenient. Travelers heading out of Hong Kong on vacation were also free that they could cancel their quarantine hotel bookings. Robin, who was flying with his friends, said it saved them a lot of money on their holiday in Thailand. Our expense of, the, of our trip uh, is less than before because the fee of the hotel is too expensive. I remember that it is uh, around 7000 7000 yeah, for four Still, many of those at the airport expressed the hope that all travel restrictions will be lifted as soon as possible. People arriving at the airport today told RTHK they were just relieved they no longer needed to undergo any hotel quarantine. I'm glad that they cancelled quarantine hotel mm. now that it's zero plus three and I think uh, everyone would just go out and travel more. I originally would come back on 24th but then I extended my stay just so that I don't need to do quarantine. It was um, the moment that I arrived Singapore when I knew that we've turned to zero plus three. It kind of saved me a lot of time because I have to work as well. Pretty certain that I would have to quarantine for at least three days. But at that time I was thinking three days is still better than seven days. But obviously zero is better than everything. No more hotel quarantine and more okay now because we don't pay for so much paper like that to, to do. But um, you still have three days where you cannot enter restaurants and bars and gyms. So how do you feel? It's okay because we not we not we not used to go to restaurant like that. Mm-hmm. We saving also our salary as a domestic helper. 
The Hong Kong General Chamber of Commerce says Hong Kong must fully reopen its borders as soon as possible to rebuild confidence in the SAR. The chamber pointed out that a recent survey of its members had found one in ten of those who were relocating would not consider returning to Hong Kong. It urged the government to do more to promote Hong Kong to entice businesses back. The chamber's chairwoman, Betty Yun, says the SAR has to work hard to overcome several challenges and regain its eroded competitiveness. By many factors, including, of course, the restrictive quarantine measures that Hong Kong have adopted over the last few years, but also because of the uh, general changes in the overall economic environment around the world, with uh, inflation challenges, energy crisis, and the supply chain interruptions and the geopolitics changes, and the risk of some major economies getting into recession. All this would affect Hong Kong as an open economy connected with the rest of the world and also because of the competition from uh, other cities in the region. A gunman has shot dead at least 13 people at a school in central Russia in one of the deadliest mass shootings of recent years. Seven children were among those killed in the city of Izhevsk. This report from the BBC's Caroline Hawley. Videos posted online show children running terrified from the school building or hiding under desks. The attacker, reported to be a former pupil in his early 30s, was wearing a black balaclava and black clothes with a red swastika on his shirt. He's said to have shot a security guard as he went into school number 88, killing pupils and teachers, before turning one of his two pistols on himself. Video released by investigators shows him lying dead on a blood-stained classroom floor. They're now looking into any neo-Nazi links he may have had. The Russian authorities have conceded that mistakes were made as army reservists were mobilised to fight in Ukraine. Reports have circulated on social media of people with no military experience being called up, along with others who were too old or were disabled. The plans have also prompted widespread protests, and an army recruitment officer is now in a critical condition after being shot in Siberia. The Kremlin says there's been no decision on whether to close Russia's borders to stop potential recruits escaping abroad. The authorities in Bangladesh say at least 40 people are now known to have died when an overcrowded ferry carrying pilgrims sank in northern Bangladesh. Rescuers have recovered more bodies that had washed ashore downstream. Many of the passengers were Hindu devotees heading to a temple festival. Dozens of people are still unaccounted for. Six rescuers have been killed after being swept away in flash floods on the main Philippine island of Luzon. The victims were part of a team trying to help people evacuate their homes. The flooding was a result of heavy rain from super typhoon Nauru. Here's the BBC's Laura Bicker. I've seen footage certainly coming to me from the Red Cross of people in boats trying to get their belongings out of their homes. As you can hear, we've got sirens in the background as people are trying to uh, get aid through uh, to the affected areas. So I think when it comes to how many people are affected, we know thousands were evacuated before this typhoon hit. And then overnight, that's when most of the damage has been done. So we're waking up here in the Philippines to find out exactly where has been hit and, and what aid is needed where. 
The European Commission says it hopes for a constructive relationship with the new government in Italy, which is likely to be led by a far-right party. The latest results from yesterday's general election suggest the Brothers of Italy and its allies will have a solid majority in both houses of parliament. The party's leader, Giorgia Maloney, is expected to become the country's first female prime minister. After a divisive campaign, she insisted she would bring people together. Here's the BBC's Katia Adler. What was in voters' minds yesterday was the cost of living crisis, spiralling energy costs, and Giorgia Maloney said, try me and trust me. And so many voters said, fine, we haven't tried you, we haven't trusted you, we'll give you a go. But at polling stations, there wasn't massive enthusiasm and there was a lot of fear for the future. Police in Norway have arrested and charged two more men suspected of involvement in a shooting at a gay bar in the capital, Oslo, in June. Two people were killed and more than 20 injured in the attack, which took place the night before the city's Pride Parade was due to take place. Police had already arrested a man at the scene of the shooting. The latest suspects are a man from Somalia and a Norwegian citizen who have been charged with conspiracy. An international arrest warrant has been issued for a fourth suspect. The value of the British pound fell to an all-time low against the dollar early today as markets responded to the UK government's announcement last week of big tax cuts and increased borrowing. At one point, the pound slipped to just over $1.03, but has since strengthened. Analysts point out that the value of the dollar has been boosted by increasing US interest rates and say the Bank of England may be forced to take similar action. The BBC's Andy Verity has more details. I got in contact with the Bank of England this morning to say, are you going to say anything today? Are you going to have an emergency meeting? I just heard back from them. No comment. Of course you'd expect them to say that, but a lot of economists say, no, they can't just say nothing until November. And markets are now pricing in that the Bank of England will have to raise rates by as much as one and three quarter percentage points in November, and that base rates will get up to 6% by November next year. Hong Kong shares closed lower again today, extending last week's sell-off as global markets continue to be battered by concerns about a possible recession as central banks ramp up interest rates to fight inflation. The Hang Seng Index sank two-fifths of a percent to 17,855. Shares in Shanghai fell 1.2% to 3,051, while the Shenzhen Composite Index slid four-fifths of a percent to 1,949. Hong Kong's trade performance has slumped further, with the value of total exports sliding 14.3% year-on-year. The shipment figure for August marked a fourth straight month of decline and was wider than the drop of nearly 9% seen in July. Exports to major economies plunged by 54% to the UK and by 20% to the mainland. Imports fell by 16.3% over a year earlier. The government warns the export sector will continue to face immense pressure as global demand is dampened by elevated inflation and aggressive interest rate rises in major advanced economies. A reminder of our top stories tonight. The trial begins for Cardinal Joseph Zen and five others relating to a fund set up to help protesters in 2019 and the High Court orders the confiscation of about $70 million from a fundraising platform linked to the extradition bill protests. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time out of the mist, your voice is calling.
Monday of it today. Just got home after dinner and just want to chill out and relax. This is the show for you. Twilight time, Mondays to Fridays, 11.15 to midnight, featuring music from a bygone era so you just chill out and relax to. The first one for you tonight is Louis Armstrong. Together Trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you, and I think to myself, What a wonderful world! I see skies of blue. Bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces. Of people going by, I see friends shaking hands, saying how do you do? They're really saying I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They learn much more than I never knew. To myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful world. 